0: Swarm of killer bees without a doubt There's gonna be some new disease, some kind of gout On the backs of giant fleas and I'm against it There was a flu And then another strain of flu What can you do? Just wait around, another flu will come to you And all your pets will get flu too And that seems bad And I heard it doesn't matter how much money that you raise The water in the well will only last a few more days But I just had a sandwich that had way too much mayonnaise And I'm really quite upset Cause it it makes makes the sandwich wet And I think they lied about the octane in this gasoline And the springs are getting looser on the backyard trampoline And the mail was late today and I missed the lunch buffet. We got problems in the first world too. There was a wreck. There was a wreck. There was a fire and a war. I sent a check. I sent a check. Next week I'll send a little more, that on A sec. I think I wore this dress before. No, not again. Just count to ten. And I heard that there's a battle that's been going on for years. And every day another super parasite appears My new board Explorer is abruptly changing gears First wall was under the God is now God is joping me Cause the microwave is blinking, but the maid's already gone maids A lemon champagne gone. I've been drinking Isn't really from champagne, i really the straws I've all <laughs> And the milk was 2%, we got problems in the first world I'm not, I'm not getting two desserts Cause the brulee's kinda brittle the brulee's kinda And the flan is really loose is And really I loose. think our extra Pink pillows extra Made with pillow. duck instead of goose instead I got quick instead of Instead And the bacon whisk. was too crisp We got problems, problems in the first Cause really the beer is really hoppy And the lawn's really a little dry a little The sloppy gel's too sloppy not And the sloppy. paper's sloppy. not too nuts And the news is all despair is over there. We've got
1: problems in the first world, too. Wow. You
2: know, we never realize how tough it is here in the first world. But thank goodness we have Uncle Bonsai to remind us of some of these issues that are plaguing us. Oh, I love that song. It's a song called Problems, and it's from the brand new CD from Uncle Bonsai. The CD is called The Family Feast, with the uh, clever, uh, catchy subtitle of The Study of the Human Condition, First World Problems, and the Lasting Physiological and Psychological Effects of Eating Our Young. And um, I'm happy to report on the spine of the album. It just says the family feast. (laughs) But I'm so also happy that on the phone with us today is uh, one of the founders of Uncle Bonsai, Andrew Ratchin. Andrew, how are you?
3: Okay, how's it going? On? Oh, it's it's
2: going good now. Now that we have you on the phone with us,
3: well, well, first and that was and that was so cool because that's the first time I've ever heard that song in one year on a phone.
2: <laughs> it, it, you know, some, what does they say? The people back in the sixties they used to make songs for the transistor radio. I guess nowadays we got to do it for phones. You know,
3: well, <laughs> what's, what's funny is that when we first started recording, you know, this is our thirty-sixth year,
1: uh-huh. and
3: when we first started recording, you know, we'd all do mixing in the studio. We had this wonderful studio we'd worked in, but then everybody would. would Bounce it to a cassette, and everyone would run out of their run out to their car and listen to it in the cassette. <laughs> right, right. Because that's sort of where you were used to listening to the most music.
2: Exactly, exactly. That's what I do. I listen to a lot of my songs from my radio show. I go to my car and listen to CDs because that's where most people are hearing us. So, well, yeah, we used
3: to, we, we own a record company and we would do. Um, what we call A&R drives. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> We'd pop everything in and just drive to the,
2: for, the, for an hour or two. So. All right. Oh, boy. Well, I'll tell you, it's so good to hear your, your music again. Uh, this is the first uh, album in seven years, and uh, I'm also so happy, as many of our listeners know, I'm the president of the Hurdy-Gurdy Folk Music Club, and this Saturday night, October 14th, uh, we are honored to bring uh, Uncle Bonsai to our stage at the Fairlawn Community Center, and a uh, special guest will be Kirsten Maxwell, who will open the evening. And, you know, you guys don't really tour that much in the East Coast these days. It's been a while.
3: Well, yeah, it's interesting. You know, again, you, like I said, it's our 60 year, and then we had that 8-year kind, of kind of hiatus. Um, we, we've come, we used to come in kind of regularly once or twice a year, and then we came in a couple times with um, the Just One Angel tour with Christine Lavin and other friends. We did that, and that was like, what, about four or five years ago? Um, but then, you know, we used to play, in New York City, we used to play the bottom line once or twice a year. Sure. That was kind of the big home club for us, and we and it was a wonderful venue. And and we had a chance to play it once again before it closed in the early uh, 2000s. Uh, but we never really got back to establish kind of a a, a new place to play. And mm-hmm. then a few years ago, we decided, you know, we're going to have this album finished up. Let's let's get back to the conferences, Let's get back out there and, and, and show people we're still playing, because we do sure. stuff a lot in our home area, and we've gone out to Michigan, and we've gone out to a few places. But some of these shows on this tour, we're doing like five or six shows, uh, you, some of them are the first time we've played in a solo show in the area in you know 25 years. So, wow. um, we've done group shows and stuff, and we've done a couple of things around New York, but this this is a big deal for us.
2: Oh, so it's a big deal for us too. And uh, again, folks can get information by going to hurdygurdyfolk.org org about tickets and all the good stuff. Um, You know, you mentioned the bottom line. I I think you're part of a... a, Next weekend, there's also a uh, tribute to the bottom line. I think you're doing a little something on Friday night as part of an all-star cast. We're
3: not. We're not part of the extra tribute. We're not... You know, this is an interesting thing. We spoke with Alan and other people about it. It's a scripted event with four Uh, or five artists on the Friday and Saturday, so we're not part of that official event. We are part of the folk series at the Schimmel Center. Uh Uh-huh. So there, we we'll do a concert with them as part of the folk series, and it's supposed to be a beautiful concert hall, and 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 hopefully they'll. I, I think I know Christine Lavin is doing. I think the Friday night with the Bottom Line show, right? Um, so you know, hopefully, she, you know, they'll mention us because we were that was a big deal for us, but. Sure. You know, the bottom line was a bigger deal for us than we were to the bottom line, if you
1: know
2: what I mean. <laughs> uh,
3: when, well, when you're booking Springsteen, it's all like that. I'm not your <laughs> sure Uncle Bonsai is your headline. Uh,
2: well, that that was a great thing about the club because they would put so much emphasis in all the groups that they, they put there. Uncle Bonsai, I remember, I hope I, I that was where I first saw you. I remember... Christine Lavin introduced me to you guys way back when. She was like the cheerleader for everybody on the folk scene in those days. Oh yeah, uh,
3: but you know, he... and, and the bottom line was the first place. We, I mean, we played. I think Folk City a little thing there once, mm-hmm. but we we came to the bottom line to, um, to open for Loud and Wainwright. Wow. Right. We, um, he we had played with him out here at our home club, and we asked to be open for you there, and he goes, "Well, if it's okay with Alan Pepper." <laughs> And Alan Pepper had no idea who we are, and he said, sure, and we came, and uh, and we got a very nice little write-up, a little review in the New York Times. Yeah. And then Alan brought us back to open for Suzanne Vega on her first album release concert. Wow. Uh-huh. And um, we got a nice article in the New York Times, and kind of it took off from there. It was... It was really an exciting time, and you know now we're older and more forgotten.
2: So. <laughs> You're not forgotten. You're definitely not forgotten. I can tell you that.
3: Well, you know, oh, you guys. Well, yeah, see. Yeah, well <laughs> I mean, th-
2: 35 years now. You started out on the East Coast, didn't you, before moving to Seattle? no, now. we no? we
3: actually started in Seattle. Oh, we, um, okay. The Arnie, Ashley, and I are the three founding members. We actually all went to the same school in Vermont but didn't know each other there.
2: Ah, okay, that's, the, that's East
3: Coast connection. And then Arnie and I had moved out to Seattle at the same time with the same group of friends, but from different sides of the group. We didn't really know each other.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And um, ended up staying at another student's house out here and saw an ad in the paper, Ashley looking for like Irish singing groups or something. <laughs> and we thought, I wonder if that's the Ashley from school because we heard she moved out here too and we called her and she came over and we started singing just as a joke. And wow. then within a month, we were doing some little kind of on the street performances as Uncle Bonsai, and and it took off from there. And it, so it was just kind of this it wasn't meant to be, right. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 it's still being. That doesn't make sense, but it's <laughs> there, that was that was 1981 August. So. Wow.
2: Well, you certainly caught something. I mean, it was so you guys were unique among a lot of the other performers. I mean, it was a kind of a quirky uh, use of humor and, and, and wonderful harmonies and lyrics. I, how did this st- sound and style evolve?
3: Um, I think, in general, you know, I, I played acoustic guitar and sang solo for years before that, just on my own. I, I think it was um, having three lead singers is a really big deal. I could write, I, I was doing most of the writing back then. All, pretty much all the writing. and um, suddenly I had three, two other voices to write for so we could think, think about or think about anything we wanted to because you didn't have to come out of one person's mouth. you could take different character viewpoints if that makes sense. And, um, and I think what was important we did some novelty stuff back then we got a little popular for it with Dr. Demento and stuff. but I think what one of the things that helped us a lot was that whenever we came to town we had different material. We don't just sing the same things over and over again. We were really prolific back then. And also, it wasn't, you know, we had these really maybe stupid, funny songs, but then we'd have something very, very serious right after it or before it, which seemed to make the funnier ones funnier. And the, So it wasn't just one style. So people, you know, if you came to the show going, oh my God, you're going to a comedy show, you might be disappointed.
1: Right, right.
3: Um, because it was humorous, but there was also some serious stuff. And we still do that. You know, if sure. you look at this CD, you have, you know, Problems in the First World or The Monster in the Closet and something like that, or a Bat, which is as dumb as it gets and then you have kind of, you know, I saw like um, In the End
2: which, which is just a really pretty kind of acoustic ballad kind of thing yeah um, it's, it's a really intriguing album I, I, I really loved it and, I, and I'm well first of all I, I'm curious I, I guess the subtitle kind of fits the, <laughs> the, the number <laughs> of songs in there uh, but it's kind of a thematic way that you've laid the CD out how, how did this album come to be I mean you said it was also the first album in seven years this must have been brewing for a while I would assume
3: well, I think, you know, I, I, we didn't think of it necessarily thematically. Uh, I think a lot of the songs, as we've gotten older, you know, your perspective changes a little bit. Things that you that come out of your mouth when you're 25 are different when you're 60. <laughs> right. <laughs> From different, different perspective, perhaps. <laughs> um, and a lot of times an album comes around because you finally have enough songs for an album. New songs are songs that you think are good enough to work together. mm mm-hmm. um, uh, we had worked for a couple of years. I had worked on a sort of the theme of the family feast. The, uh, we have a lot of songs about dysfunctional family, about holiday gatherings and dinners and meals and things like that. And <laughs> and and uh, since I'm on the air, I should say my mom is a lovely woman. <laughs> 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 these are not these are not autobiographical by any means. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, um, they'd be only be autobiographical if I was the one singing lead.
1: Right. Right. Um,
3: so so they kind of took over this theme, and then we and then when the the then problems in the first world and another song called "Um brand New World" came along too, it sort of became this kind of a world family message together, and we we actually did a show one night called "The Family Feast," where we took all the family songs um and then we actually had a show in the middle there called "New jobs for America," which were kind of obscure job kind of songs. Mm-hmm. so we kind of mixed it together to make this album. These are the the songs we had available um, that we thought were good enough to kind of go together to make a a, a a, a solid piece,
2: right? Well, you, you hinted at one of the songs before, and, and I'd love to share that now. It's a song called "Bat." <laughs> now, uh, give us a little background on this. I have a feeling the background might be longer than the song itself. But how
3: do you describe it? Um, it's pretty self-explanatory. Um, it's uh, it's about Rorschach tests, I guess. <clears throat>
0: or anything like that. What are you writing and staring at? Every inkblot that you've shown me is a bat. I didn't hear a voice. That won't tell me who to kill or eat her young. Oh doctor, tell me After you examine me Do you think that all this ink Looks something like my family? Oh doctor, tell Whose wings were bitten off I'll say a bat I'm sticking with a bat I never saw my mother In her favorite hat There's no way you could have known From where you sat That every inkblot that you've shown me Is a bat
2: And that's Bat. (laughs) Uh, Uncle Bonsai and uh, Andrew Ratchet is with us today on the phone. That's a cut from their new CD, The Family Feast. Again, they're going to be appearing at the Hurdy-Gurdy Folk Music Club at the Fairlawn Community Center this coming Saturday night, October the 14th. Uh, uh, Hurdy-Gurdy-Folk.org is the website. You can also call the Hurdy-Gurdy hotline at 201-384-384. One three two five, and uh, I'm also the president of the Hurdy Gurdy, as well as being your host, Ronalesco, and Andrew. As as we listen to that song, you know, I, I, I was thinking, you know. I've often joked over the years that I hear certain song, singer songwriters, and I say, you know, it sounds like it's their therapy sessions and songs. <laughs> but when I when I when I hear the songs of Uncle Bonsai, I think these are the songs that keep me out of therapy. <laughs> I mean, they're just so. Uh, I don't know. There's such a wonderful release. Uh, how do you come up with these 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 song titles and and, and, and ideas? I mean, it's just uh, it, it's Uh-oh. it's certainly <laughs> unique. Uh, but it's unique well, among you others. You
3: know, I I started saying that kind of something I said before again, 36 years. So we've probably gone through three to four hundred songs in the course of that time, Mm. not all of which have been recorded and not all of which have been something we'd want to present to the public again. Um, But I think the ability or the availability of any topic, we've pretty much sung everything you could sing about. The running joke with some of my other stuff is that at this point I'm writing songs about my songs <laughs> um, right. It's just it, so if any idea comes up, and I and I feel I can turn it into a song, I have the leeway to do that because of the, the structure of what we do. It's just three voices and acoustic guitar in concert. Where that's all we are, you know, um, you know. So every song has to set its own mood, and we try to you know pace the song so it takes you on a certain kind of uh, uh, um, emotional or musical journey. But the reality is, it's just three voices and acoustic guitar in concert. Mm-hmm. And so, you know,
2: we try to kind of make the point with each song. Right. Does that make any sense? It does. It does make
3: sense. Good. It, <laughs> it, it, you they, I was really stuck at the beginning <laughs> of the sentence. No, you,
2: you got it there. Write a song about that. You know, <laughs>
3: That's I think incredible. I have. Right. Uh, I had a song called "Nothing to Say." Uh, right. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's my only political number. Oh,
2: okay. Well, uh, that, that that trip is. You mentioned politics. There, I mean, there really isn't much political songs in, in, in what you guys do. Have you ever been tempted to go in that direction at
3: all? Oh, we we oh, You know, something, the funny thing is we had one obscure song that we sang once, you know, 25 years ago called All for the Senators' Wives when the PMRC was doing their stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: But, you know, I, I, we're, no, we're not... I, I think you get our politics from our songs. Sure. But we're not political. Um, and, and, you know, I used to joke that it's because if you write a political song, it's, you know, out of fashion you a know, month later. Mm-hmm. But I think that, you know... For the kind of songs we do, the kind of music we do, the kind of audience we have, at some point it becomes preaching to the converted. True. Um, I think if we can lend our voice to a cause or something by playing at the cause or raising money or something, that's probably more effective for us than writing a song about a cause. I gotcha. Um, the most political thing we have right now is a song actually called New Jobs for America,
1: mm-hmm.
3: which is the title song of a section of songs on the new CD. And it was, it, the funny thing is it, it became sort of topical. About the changes in the country, but it was written ten years ago.
2: Really? Oh, wow!
3: <laughs> it was. It was written like ten years ago and was not. It didn't really work right. And about five years ago, four years ago, I reworked the song, and fixed it and changed it, and we did it in a show called "New Jobs for America" of all these different songs. And now, suddenly, uh, this year, it became sort of a topical song, and it wasn't meant to be at all. <laughs> it was meant to be more. Um, Satirical.
2: Right, right. Well that, I, I guess that's a lesson. Never throw anything out. You never know when it's gonna come back, right? Yeah, it's
3: just it's <laughs> it's tough. But we you know, we have a, a lot of songs to in to, you know, our repertoire, so sure. you know, we get to kinda of pick and choose what we want to do for an evening, so
2: well, you know, thirty six years—that's that's quite a long time to, to to continue on with a group like this. Uh, and there's certainly been a lot of changes in the industry. Uh, I think back then you guys were still probably making LPs. In fact, I know you were because I still have one of your your vinyl albums here in our we studio. Never, I don't, we
3: never—I don't—we never released a CD while we were originally together because we uh-huh. we went from eighty one to eighty nine, then uh-huh. took a break and started up again in ninety eight.
2: Oh wow, I didn't realize that. So uh, we had it?
3: like seven eight years off while you know. <laughs> But People went off and did other things.
2: But, you know, we, as you mentioned, the, the bottom line is no longer around. Folk City is no longer around. It, it, is it harder to tour these days? Or, I mean, there's different venues, of course, but um, do you find it more difficult than when you were first starting out?
3: Well, I, I think there's two things that make it a little difficult for a group like us, besides being three people, you know, um, so there's a the three-people expenses, in that we've, we've always done it all ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we've gotten older and more tired of doing that, <laughs> it's, it's sometimes you get up one day and you go, "Boy, would I go want to go and play this show, or would I rather stay in bed today?" Yeah, right. um, and so getting getting out there and getting on the road, we all we've all had uh, kids who are now all out of the house on our own, you know. It, it's so it, we've all had different lives and do different things. Also,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
3: I think this year and last year we've decided let's go out and play a little more. Let's go out a couple of weeks at a time. Let's kind of revisit. Um, and so we're, we're fighting that kind of out-of-sight, out-of-mind thing. We didn't play for a long time. Right. right. Um, so we run into a lot of people that, oh, we didn't know you were playing, so how do, you, how do you get in touch with that audience that doesn't necessarily listen to radio anymore?
1: Sure.
3: Or, or how do you get in touch with the people who really, really supported you over the years but have moved on also? Yeah. So <laughs> that's kind of what the behind these shows coming up. It's a CD release concerts We're kind of going back to areas where we, we had some fan base and really enjoyed playing. We, and, and so we'll see what happens.
2: Yeah, well, I'm I'm anxiously looking forward to Saturday night. Again, Saturday, October 14th, the Hurdy Gurdy Folk Music Club at the Fairlawn Community Center in Fairlawn, New Jersey hurdygurdyfolk.org is our website and uh you can find out more by going there or calling the hurdygurdy hotline at uh, 201-384-1325 and of course we're on facebook as is uncle bonsai you've you've got your own websites and facebook pages and i'm sure all kinds of other social media as well for people to to check you guys out right
3: oh sure oh yeah you know we got our (laughs) aol messenger thing oh wait um um, yeah, it's unclebonsai.com. You can always find stuff there. You can find CDs at pleasebuymycd.com. Mm-hmm. Well,
2: Can you believe that was available? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I, I, I I'm amazed. You know, 36 years, you guys still sound as fresh as ever. This new CD, uh, it, it sounds like you you haven't missed a beat since uh, that little hiatus that you took for for seven years. Uh, but you know, as you, as you come back, uh, your shows to, uh, that we're going to see on Saturday, uh, will there be a, a mix of some of the older stuff as well as the newer material?
3: What? Uh, yes. Yes and no, yes, right. yes, there will be some a few I haven't seen the, we haven't kind of figured out the entire set list yet. My guess is there'll be two or three older songs, maybe not the ones people would think, but mm-hmm. we'll do a, a couple of older a few older songs and a few songs that probably aren't on the new CD that were on our last CD, The Grim Parade because mm-hmm. um, we have you know we put that out like uh, six or seven years ago. Um, and then we also one of the songs on this CD, well two of the songs on this new CD were also in a book we put out about four years ago. Oh, that's right. We did a um we did a hardcover flip over book for adults <laughs> um, called The Monster in the Closet Go to Sleep. Uh-huh. So The Monster in the Closet's one of the songs and Arnie, one of the members of the group, she did the artwork. And then when you get to the end, you flip it over and you read the song, Go to Sleep, where Patrice did the artwork and the CDs in there and stuff. And we'll probably do those songs, too, which are on the new album also, but have been around for, you know, four years, five years.
2: Lovely. And I assume we'll probably have a couple copies of the books available and the, and the new CD as well, I'm, I'm guessing? I don't know. I don't know what's in
3: your doorway, right? What's in your, what's in your front hall, Ron? <laughs> I haven't opened the box. <laughs> How many boxes showed up last week?
2: <laughs> That's true. Andrew sent me the CD, so we, there'll definitely be some material there next weekend. Oh, I'm, so well, I'm not
3: sure exactly what's in there, but I'm oh. pretty sure there's... There's 85 pounds of CDs. I know exactly what's in there. Actually, there's 85 pounds of CDs and books sitting in your hallway.
2: (laughs) Well, my my wife didn't mind moving it, so. Oh, Andrew, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, we're going to end our little uh, little chat here with uh, the, the song that you just mentioned, The Monster in the Closet. And, uh, again, we're looking yep. forward to seeing you on Saturday
3: night. Yeah, uh, let me... I just want to set one thing up. The, sure. This, the, and Arnie talks about this on stage. We talk about a lot of the songs on stage. We intro them and tell you about some of the songs. This one was really interesting because it... It sort of came out of a song from thirty years ago called "Don't Put It in Your Mouth,"
1: mm-hmm.
3: which was a song about all the advice your parents give you that you make fun of.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And then Arnie talks about how, as have got older, that all that advice makes perfect sense. <laughs> Um, and that this song is now sort of the advice you would give to your children to keep them in bed at night, huh. as long as no as long as no one heard you say it. Ah, uh,
2: that's so that's so true.
3: <laughs> well, Andrew,
2: thanks again for being here today, and uh, I'll see you on Saturday night at the Hurdy Gurdy Folk Music Club. And where, where are some of the other stops on your tour after after Hurdy Gurdy?
3: Well, we are doing that at the Schimmel Art Center um, at Pace University the following week. Mm-hmm. Um, we're actually going to be out the completely other side of where you are. We're going out the night after. Hurdy Gurdy, we're going out to um, um, Port Jefferson, Long Island. Uh-huh. And um, playing out there um, at the Port Jefferson Community Center at the Sail Loft Room. We're doing like a 5 o'clock pop up show there. Lovely. Um, with, Sun- with Sunday Street concerts. And that's kind of exciting. Um, not just because I have cousins coming. <laughs> um, and then we're heading up to the following Friday night, we're heading up to um, uh, Framingham, Mass. Right um which is uh that's our first time doing a full show in the boston area in over 25 years oh that's gonna be fun <laughs> um, we've told people to give you an idea how long it's been the last time we played boston tracy chapman opened for us oh wow <laughs> and that was just as she had just signed her label no one knew yet she hadn't recorded the album yet wow. and david wilcox opened for us in the and in, in northampton that same tour so it's been a while yeah. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and then we're finishing it up on um sunday the 22nd will be at um, the town crier up in beacon all
2: oh, right right
3: um right. it's our first time in the new room and we're gonna it's our last night of the tour so we thought we'd have fun we're gonna share the evening with um cliff eberhardt oh well, wonderful
2: well I, I hope our audience and i know we're you know, we're on the internet now a lot of people are, are around so be sure to check out your website and uh, again we'll see you on saturday night andrew thank you for joining me today and uh let's listen now to the monster right. in the closet Thanks
3: again for everything. I
2: appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. We'll see you Saturday night. Take care, Andrew.
0: Okay, bye. Bye. We love you No, really, we love you The monster in the closet's getting hungry He hopes that you'll have something on your plate And the monster underneath your bed Knows good things come to those who lie in wait The monster in the TV room is restless He cannot seem to find a good remote And the monster in the kitchen's got a little bit of someone in his throat So don't go down Down, 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 down. The monster in the basement gets so whiny. He always seems to get his feelings hurt. And the monster in the dining room is hoping for a really good dessert. The monster in the bathroom brings you water. that's the, That's the oldest monster trick in sight. a monster, monster in the, the hallway hall. knows that you could never hold it in all night. And he waits around for just a little taste. You can hear his stomach rumbling from the hiding place. And we love you more than words could ever say. And we love you even more and more each day. And we'd love to see you trying We'll refill we here if you're still here in the morning And we love you like you always feel you like you always around And we love you if you never make a sound And don't go down, down, down Don't go down, down, down The monster in the toaster's kinda harmless, the toaster's kinda harmless. There's not a lot of damage he can do special out of you and the monster on the front lawns throwing bubbles monster on the front lawns throwing he wants you to come down and let it And the monster in the pantry likes the tender bits with extra crispy skin and he waits around for something extra sweet something extra listening sweet. for the pitted that of tiny little feet and we love you more than words could ever say
2: Uncle Bonsai, and a song called The Monster in the Closet from their brand new album, The Family Feast, with the clever subtitle of The Study of the Human Condition, First World Problems, and the Lasting Physiological and Psychological Effects of Eating Our Young. (laughs) A band that's been together since 1981. Uh, They're in their 36th season together touring, and again, this Saturday night, October 14th, they will be at the Hurdy-Gurdy Folk Music Club at the Fairlawn Community Center in Fairlawn, New Jersey. Kirsten Maxwell will open the evening. And for more information, go to hurdygurdyfolk.org or call the Hurdy-Gurdy hotline at 201-384-1325. And again, I'm also the president of the Hurdy-Gurdy Folk Music Club, in addition to being your host here on Traditions on WFUFM and Blues bluesandrootsradio.com.